If you've listened to an episode of Ransom Reviews before, you may have heard us talk about the Darker Shade of Magic series by Victoria B. E. Schwab. Stick around because we're talking about that and more in today's episode. What are you currently reading? I have just recently picked up uh, Girl Stop Apologising by Rachel Hollis and this is a non-fiction book for our Bloggers Bookshelf April book club theme which was non-fiction. Yep. Yeah and I read her other book called Girl Wash Your Face uh, a couple months ago Mm -hmm. and really enjoyed that so I thought this was a good idea to pick this one up for the book club month. Yep. Um, but I'm literally like halfway through the first, it might even be the introduction, not even the first chapter. So <clears throat> yeah, that's happening. Um, <laughs> but that is all. I recently got out um, a couple books from the library that I have to read before I need to send them back because they're in high demand at the moment. Uh, one of them mm-hmm. is One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. Which, yes, I want to read that. Yeah, so which is... I think we decided it's not in any way like related to Two Can Keep a Secret, which is the one that we got in the Penguin turning. Okay, I was gonna say because if you've read that in the Superproof, have you got now got spoilers for that? No, one, it's I not, don't like... think so. So we got like yeah, the first chapter in the Superproof, the Penguin Teen Superproof, um, for her other book, Two Can Keep a Secret. But I'm pretty sure that they're just two separate books. Okay. Well, I'm going to read this one first, just in case. <laughs> and then the other one I got out from the library, which was in that same superproof teaser type thing we got, um, is Love, Lie, Repeat by Catherine Greer. So, yeah, I will let you know <laughs> when I read those cool. what they're like. Cool. What are you currently reading? Um, I have literally this morning just finished uh, Every Breath by Nicholas Sparks. Mm-hmm. Finally checking off my last year's review copies well getting, done getting on track yeah great <laughs> which was actually really good and i rated it five stars and i nice. cried and you know it's just it's just a nicholas sparks book yeah yeah <laughs> usual you cry you, get, you laugh you feel for the characters so much yeah. and you want to get invested in their lives and but, then you watch the movie when they make one because they will <laughs> yeah probably probably yeah also, in the back of the thing, they had, like, all of his books on, like, the covers. And I'm like, mm. I thought I'd read a lot of Nicholas Sparks' books, but apparently not. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he has, like, 25 or something, and I've read, like, six of them. What? I actually don't think I've read any of them. I had, I had like, a, um, I think it was around the time that I had my John Green phase, I also had my Nicholas Sparks phase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I read a lot, quite a lot then. And I've read the two that have come out re- recently. I say recently, but like, like in the last four years or so. Yes. Yeah. Have you read uh, See Me? No. I, no. Yeah. Okay, so that was one that I got a couple of years ago, but still have not read. But that was a recent release when I got it. Um, yeah. No, I haven't. I ha- I've read most of the ones that have been turned into movies. Yeah. Nice. Because at that time I like to like read the book, watch the movie, read the book, watch the movie, read the book, watch the movie. Yeah. Although most of them I'd already watched the movie before I read the book. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes there's just no avoiding it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just don't even realise there's an actual book. Yeah, exactly. Like um, my favourite Nicholas Sparks book, well, my favourite Nicholas Sparks book is Dear John because I really like the movie. 
Sure. I don't know if I actually really like the book, but yeah. I really like the movie, so it's just automatically, I say it's my favourite Nicholas Sparks book. Yeah. But, yes. I've just finished that, and I'm about to pick up the binding again. Oh, uh, yes. So I'm finished that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also restarted the audiobook of Mythos. Oh, have you? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I was just sat um I was scrolling through all the audiobook things available and nothing was available, so I put this on like hold and then it finally came through like last week and I was like, you know what? I've got nothing else. Let's just listen to it again. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I will learn more. I still haven't kind of made it through that book yet. But um we will get there. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's that's all I'm reading. Great. I'm currently reading one book, which is great. <laughs> which is an audiobook, but you know. Yeah. Unlike me. Yeah, that is very unlike you. I just before we kick off the episode, I just want to do like real quick overview. I'll tell you about um Sarah J. Maas, the author yes. event yesterday. Yes, do yeah. it, do it. So um the month of May, podcast listeners, in Auckland is Auckland Writers Festival. Um and Sarah J. Maas was in has been doing her Kingdom of Ash a world tour this year. Actually, she probably started last year, let's be honest, um, which is the last book in the, her Throne of Glass series. And Auckland was her last stop. So she came a bit earlier. So this was in April. So she's here for the Auckland Writers Festival, even though she's early. But anyway, so I went along and it was it was really cool. Um, just wanted to say like a couple of things about like some of the things she said. Um, so her her last book is like the biggest book out of the series um kind of like harry potter you know it starts off like small with philosopher's yeah. stone and then yeah. by the end it's like absolutely colossal the kingdom of ash book had to be cut down quite a bit and then when it was all finished and it was like two days before it went to the printing the printing press to get it you know all savvy and actual yep. book like the glue wasn't strong enough to hold all the pages because oh. it was like <laughs> a, like over a thousand pages like just over a thousand pages and the glue wasn't strong enough so they had like this this mega problem that's too long yeah it is it's too like, long zero a thousand pages yep. that's gigantic yeah so yeah so they had to instead of cutting bits out of the book because they only had like two days to go before it went to the printer they did things like made the font slightly smaller and you know make the margins smaller yeah to yeah so they kind of like fiddled around with this the structure of the like physical structure of the book rather than the content of the book which i thought was really cool so it's still like really long don't know if it's quite a thousand pages i think they managed to get it just under a thousand to make it to make the glue work which i thought was hilarious she was like kind of she's quite emotional at the event i think because it was her last throne of glass kind of tour spot but just for this series she kind of thought she kind of indicated that there might be more like throne of glass stuff kind of coming out including a card game which comes out in october which will be yeah so there's going to be a card game for the throne of glass series and i'm very intrigued as to how that would work and how that would play out because I feel like a lot of games that have been based on books are actually based on the movie versions of the book. So like you've got Harry yeah. Potter and then you've got all these Harry Potter games, but all the most of the like the visual stuff and what the game looks like is based on movie stuff rather than book stuff. So I don't know, it'll yeah. be interesting to see. Obviously, I need to read the entire series and then we can play the game on like We can play the game. Podcast. Okay, season 3 coming at you. 
Um, Season three, I think you're really... um, your idea of how fast I can read. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. But <laughs> I was just really... thinking, like, October, like, how far away is it? I don't know. How many books are there in the series? Um, so Kingdom of Ash is, like, book six, but there are seven books. <laughs> but it's kind of weird because it's, like, one, two, three, four, I think. I think it goes one, two, three, four, and then it has a book called Tower of Dawn, and that's, like, from a different character's perspective like it kind of follows his story i think because i haven't read that one yet and i think that one fits between what would be like the normal four and five but i think that becomes number five and then number six and seven anyway so there's quite a few so yeah you'd have to and i still haven't started one even though i've had it since christmas yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so that game is happening so it'll be interesting to see what that's like Mm -hmm. the other things Mm -hmm. she kind of talked about were like growing up she really wanted to write like kick-ass female characters because she'd always watch things like indiana jones and (laughs) like star wars and stuff and always pretend that she was indiana and like luke skywalker and things but she wanted to write like female characters and that's why like both her Mm -hmm. in her you know her two series the female characters are real you know kicking butt and can do things without men yep yeah yeah total badasses which is super cool there was a lot of discussion about how she picked her names which came up quite a lot because you know we we've talked about yeah, she has weird names yeah weird names and we've talked about like the pronunciation of some of them yeah. like rice and and um Feyre and things like this um but there's a whole bunch in the throne of glass series that are also very like questionable not to um to just ruin it there but you totally mispronounced resand yeah see exactly <laughs> Exactly, and because there was a girl sitting next to me at the event, and we were talking exactly about this name, and she's like, so how do you say this name? And I was like, oh yeah, Rice Sand. And she's like, I know, right? And I was like, yes! And then Sarah kept saying, like, Resand, and I was like, no, that's not right, and a couple of other ones, and yeah, she, the girl next to me was like, we had many, like, that's not yeah. right. <laughs> I know they're your characters, but... Is it kind of like, if everybody pronounces it Rice Sand, is it going to be kind of like the gif in that the the creator of the gif called it gif but everybody calls yeah, it a yeah, gif yeah probably well i hope so because i like rice and better than resand yeah rice and is so much better than resand yeah. obviously if you think about it it's reese and sand so it's resand sounds like you know yeah. logical but yeah you does. don't read it you like don't that read it like that no is she talked about kind of how her characters ended up together and whether she was kind of planning that from the beginning and all this sort of stuff, which that was really cool as well. She also said that um, A Court of Mist and Fury was one of her favourites to write, mm-hmm. which just made me want to like keep reading that series as well, like really actually read that. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the last thing I just want to comment on is she talked a little bit about her new series coming out, which is end of January 2020. Um, and it's the Crescent mm-hmm. City series, but the first one's called House of Earth and Blood. And she kind of talked a little bit about it and not too much, but because she can't give anything away, obviously. Yeah. But how it's going to be contemporary fantasy, which is like fantasy, she said. So it was like taking the Throne of Glass world or the Akatar world and then rewinding, rewinding? No, fast forwarding like 200 years into the future where they all have cell phones. You know, that sort of that sort of world that she's creating. So it's kind of like fantasy and that there'll be like supernatural yeah. stuff like theories and whatever. But there'll be technology as well. Which can like it's a weird kind of concept. So kinda of like Twilight. <laughs> yeah, kinda of like Twilight, I guess. Yeah. But like way cooler because it's Sarah J. Mars, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, obviously. Yeah. yeah, like modern conveniences in a fantasy land and I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um 
yeah, so that was it was a lot of fun. I swear probably a lot of things could have been solved in the Court of Thorns and Roses series if they had a cell phone. Exactly, and that's what she was saying. Like she said she's really actually enjoying writing still a fantasy world, but actually just being able to like call somebody up if she yeah. needs to and not send like pigeon post or whatever. <laughs> you know, so that was really cool. Yeah. So if she's ever in your neck of the woods, podcast listeners, go and have a listen to her. She was it was good fun. Yeah. That sounds great. And that's that's it. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. On with the rest of the show. Rest of the show. I feel like we just want to talk about Sarah J Mass for like the rest of the <laughs> I know. Well we can do a whole episode on her once we've both finished both yeah, series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe season ten. I feel slightly slightly um sorry for V Schwab for like yeah, taking over bad. half of this of the episode talking about someone else, but my bad. We love you too. That's why we're hot- dedicating a whole episode to you, minus the like ten minutes of. Well, she's in the Gold Coast at the moment, and I'm like, just come over here. You're not that far away, Victoria. Oh, no. Anyway, if you come to us, we'll talk about you more. So, Victoria V. E. Schwab. Yeah who writes under two names. Yeah, yeah. yesterday I found out that these were actually adult books. Yeah, yeah, so she writes under V.E. Schwab for her, like, um, young adult and adult fiction, and then Victoria Schwab for her, like, middle grade books. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realise it was adult. It just... I just always thought it was YA. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I, I read ad- adult books now, guys. Yeah, you do. So grown up. <laughs> <laughs> so grown up like I'm almost 25 and I'm finally reading yeah. other books <laughs> it's just a phase that won't last <laughs> we're back to YA <laughs> in no time though. yep yep definitely uh, yeah yeah so she's actually written so many books um I don't I only have five of her books but there are many and I've read quite a lot of them but not all of them because she had a lot of earlier stuff that I've never I'm kind of feel like I'm now definitely too old for um, yeah, yep. yeah, but um, so I've read the Shades of Magic series and also the first book in her Villains series. Um, and I've also read the Monsters of Verity, which I think might have more books in the future, but I don't know if she's writing them at the moment because there's only two out. But I think because mm-hmm. um, she's got so many other big projects on at the moment that it's kind of taken a back burner. Yep. But I thought I'd just quickly run through a couple of the series that I've read and then we can get into a dark shade of magic sure sure go for it because it's fun times okay so the monsters of verity series is under victoria schwab um and it's the savage song and our dark duet um and it's kind of like these uh two characters who are like in prominent families of a city that's divided um and there's like monsters like real monsters and like curses and as like, opposed to not real monsters no like <laughs> yeah like i don't know metaphorical <laughs> monsters i don't know i don't know yeah and anyway the two characters kind of like um want to like be higher up in the family on one side and then the other one doesn't want to be and then they get together and it's like yeah they kind of just you know struggles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. lots of struggles but it was really cool i really enjoyed um the savage song but yeah, I don't know if they're they're under Victoria Schwab, but I don't know if they're middle grade. They're definitely more YA, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how she actually names her books. I feel like I read yesterday that um, she's Victoria for all but adult. Oh, okay. Okay, so well, that would make more yeah. sense. Yeah. 
But yeah, that was just on Goodreads for some random person, so it might not be right. But oh, sure, okay. Well, that would explain <laughs> a bit more, I guess. So she also wrote the archived series. So this is one I haven't read, but it sounds really cool. Um, the little <laughs> description, like the the short version on Goodreads, yeah. is um, imagine a place where the dead rest on shelves like books. Each body has a story to tell, a life seen in pictures only librarians can read. The dead are called histories, and the vast realm in which they rest is the archive. And it just sounds Ooh. like fun. Yeah, so the two books in that... It kind of gives me the vi- binding vibes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that kind of books and people and yeah, yeah, stuff, people, stories. People's mm. memories and things. Yeah, and yeah. That sounds uh, so interesting. Those two books are called The Archive and The Unbound. Yeah, so I want to read those at some point i'll just add it to the list (laughs) um her other series that i have read the first of because there's only one out is uh city of ghosts which is a cassidy black series so that's a Mm -hmm. new-ish series i think that one came out last year and that's definitely a middle grade book and it's about Mm -hmm. cassidy and her parents are called the inspectors and they're like a somewhat inept ghost hunting team and they go uh scotland edinburgh to kind of film this uh, TV show about the, the ghosts in Edinburgh and like spooky stuff but Cassidy can actually see ghosts and her best friend Jacob is a ghost and so it kind of follows Cassidy around <laughs> Scotland so her and her best friend Jacob and they meet this girl Lara um, who can also see ghosts and Lara kind of tells Cassidy that they're or Cass as she calls as she's called like kind of what their job is as mm-hmm people who can see ghosts and stuff like that so yeah but despite it like being aimed at a younger generation so like middle grade so what's that like i don't know 10 to 13 kind of ish maybe yeah yeah like it was still really way younger than us way (laughs) younger than us yeah um it was still a really cute book and i really liked it and it's only like it's less than 300 pages the the font is huge there's like 10 words on every page it's so easy um and there's a map in the front um well there you go no it's yep my favorite type of book um and the cover is just beautiful um i've possibly shared it before on on instagram but um i will do it again because it is beautiful i love it (laughs) um so the second book in that series oh quick sidebar Cassidy is like a huge Harry Potter fan and so there's like Harry Potter references all throughout the book and it's just so enjoyable and it's really cute. Yeah. Um, so the second... I've seen a lot of people get annoyed at the amount of Harry Potter references and all the kind of Yeah, there were quite a few. Child, like books and it's like I don't care. Yeah, I exactly. like this. This is great. <laughs> exactly. Continue doing it as you please. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you get them correct. Yes. Yeah. Ah, yep, that's so good. So the second in that series comes out in September this year, and it's called Tunnel of Bones, and they're off to Paris. So I think it's, like, in the catacombs of Paris. Um, Yep. So it'll be that. Okay, and then there's the Everyday Angel series, which I haven't read and probably we haven't read and probably won't um that's definitely middle grade as well so it's like about a 12 year old girl and she is a guardian angel okay um and then one more series before we get into darker shades of no sorry shades of magic series is the villains series so this is under ve schwab so this is definitely adult this was really cool so uh, vicious came out um i can't remember the date the year but it was a while ago and it's been it was quite a big gap between vicious and vengeful which came out just last year i think um so i haven't read vengeful yet 
Um, but Vicious is about Victor and Eli, who are like college students, and they're Eli is really interested in EOs, which is extraordinary extraordinary people. Mm-hmm. And Victor is like looking into adrenaline, and they kind of like merge their yearly project ideas together and see if they can combine efforts and actually create someone who has extraordinary abilities. Um, yeah, and they succeed and huzzah, and then it like flashes forward to 10 years and Victor has just like sprung himself from jail and he's off to find Eli who's kind of turned into this kind of villain character um okay yeah so it's yeah so it's very villainous kind of story and both characters you're kind of rooting for Victor a lot of the time because it's kind of told from his perspective but he's not a good guy like it's definitely a villain heavy story this is not what I was expecting. Yeah, um, but it was really cool. Like I remember really enjoying um, Vicious, um, like not as much as the Shades of Magic series, but definitely mm-hmm. very cool. And it was kind of X Men vibes, kind of throughout. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of Professor X and Magneto like being friends at the beginning, and then kind of having this falling out. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, like none of them are really like the good guy. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. But I think I have to reread. Vicious before I read Vengeful, yeah. which I think was why. Yeah, I, I have the yeah, um the sample of Vicious on my Kindle. Oh yeah, to like see if I like it before I buy it, kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know I'm getting trying not to buy things, so I have to test the first. Yep. Not book ban. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but yes, I haven't started that yet. But yeah. that wasn't what I didn't. I didn't know what it was about. I just knew it was her, and I was like, I'm sure I'll like it, so yeah. I just download the thing. Yeah. But I didn't know it was about that, and that's interesting. Yeah, we'll yeah. So it was like it, it was really good, and I really enjoyed it. Um, at least according to my review, I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> so it was a couple of years ago. I'm not usually a fan of kind of that flashback style of writing. There's a lot of flashbacks, and then kind of okay. everything kind of happens into the present. Um, but I think it really worked for this mm-hmm. book, and yeah. it didn't really affect how much I enjoyed it, which was good. Yeah, and so that's that's all the other books. That she's written very, very condensed quickly. into like five minutes. Yeah, like, yeah, condensed. Yeah. So okay, shades of cool. magic. We can start on something I've actually read. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm back to an extra conversation and not me just blurting out words. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, basically, I lo- I love the series. I rated it either nine point five out of ten, five out of five, or four out of five mm-hmm. of each of the books. Very high. But I don't know why I like it because I have no reviews or anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's so annoying. I eh? like come on, pass, Sophie. What were you doing? Like, why couldn't I have written a full review for these things instead of just a sentence? Yeah. Oh well, I do kind of know, and I'm sure. Once you start talking things, I'm like, yes, that's why. Yeah, that's why. Those are the that's reasons. That's why I love it. Yeah. I do recommend it. I just don't know why I recommend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from yeah. the fact that it's all about magic and I love magic. And yeah. it's very, very cool. Where would you like to start? Okay. <clears throat> so a little synopsis of The Darker Shade of Magic, maybe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this series is about Kel, who is one of the last Antari. Um, which is a rare magician who can travel between parallel worlds and there are four different worlds and they're kind of all based in they're all based in London but it's kind of like a layering onion of worlds it's an yeah. onion London is what it is and so there's not all Londons are the same no not all Londons are the same 
Um, so there's grey London, which is like dirty and boring and lacking in magic. Um, and ruled- Like Earth London, pretty much. Yeah. Just, just your standard London. Just like your bog standard London. Like, go to London. This is what it would be like. Um, but it's ruled by a mad King George. Um, and then there is Red London, which is uh, where life and magic are like revered. And there's a dynasty who like presides over the empire. And that's where Kel and most of the main characters are from uh and then there is white london which is uh also got magic in it but it's ruled over by people who are like murderous evil people um and it's it's not good and then there's the last london is black london um but nobody's allowed to travel to black london uh because it's i can't remember if like magic got like sucked out of it or something bad happened with black london and it was just all i feel like bad it's um kind of like a barren wasteland yeah it's like magic took over and that's all that it is now there's no people or things or anything it's just magic and if you go there you'll die yeah yeah (laughs) it will suck all the life out of you to feed itself kind of thing yeah so nobody goes to black london uh anymore and so it's yeah Nobody really talks about it. So, like, no, I forgot there was four Londons for a while until yeah, I like, wait, started writing my notes and I was like, wait, no, there's, there's the fourth four London. Four Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love it how one of the characters, Lila, which we'll get to in a minute, she calls them, instead of grey, red, white and black, she calls them dull London, Kel London, creepy London and dead London, <laughs> which I think is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so Kel is like, he's an adopted prince of red London. So he's like, he'd been adopted into the... Marish, Marish. Yep. Family, and so that includes Ma and Pa and son, um, Rai, Prince Rai, who's a a gem of a character. Um, and so Kel lives with them. Um, and the story kind of you say Ma and Pa like they're not the king and queen of Red they London. They are king and queen of Red London, but they're also Ma and Pa. They are, but it's important that they are the yeah, king yeah. and queen. King and queen of Red London. Yeah. Um and so the story, yeah, so the story just um kind of follows Kel as he he goes to he goes and talks to King George, eh? I'm trying to remember back back in the year that I read this. I I don't remember what happens in the two books. Yeah, okay, wait, wait, Um, Really. Either than the main thing. Okay, so Kel is like the personal ambassador for Red London, and he carries monthly correspondences between the royals of each London. Yeah. There we go. Okay, so, but unofficially, he smuggles Mm -hmm. stuff between the worlds because nobody else can move between them except for Antari, and he's the last one. The the, the listeners can't see your air quotes. (laughs) I know, I just did air quotes, but I also kind of didn't comment on them because I was like do we talk about that one yet? I don't know. Like what if we spoil it and now we have. So that's great. Well we have to talk <laughs> about Holland. That's He's true. Like the, the, he, you find ever out about him in like part of the first book. It's fine. That's true. That's true. So in the first one though Kel like brings does he smuggle something back and then he anyway in the first one, he meets Delilah Bard, and she's, like, awesome and kick-ass and wants to yep. have adventures. They they meet because she um, pickpockets him, doesn't she? Yes. Yeah, because she's a pickpocket. Yes. Yeah. And doesn't doesn't she steal what he was smuggling? I can't um, remember. No, she steals the stone. Oh, the stone. Which he that... smuggled for himself, not for, like, anybody else. Oh, but... uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. This yeah. is excellent. This is just us recounting what we can remember. Yeah, this is exactly, exactly. <laughs> 
yeah. So the story like follows Kel and Lila and this kind of unfolding plot between Londons of treachery and things yep. like that. Yep. But it's um it's very good. And that's just the first one. <laughs> oh, it's worse from here. <laughs> it, like, yeah. Do you feel like obviously we would I feel like we'd be in Grey London. Yeah. And we'd want to be in Red London. Yes. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> like, I wonder what because I don't know how I'm phrasing this question. Because <laughs> it's just London, right? Like, it's not like the entire world is the same in each one. It's just that, like, city. Is I it? think so, maybe. I think so. Yeah. So it's like, if we're, we're say we're, that Grey London is Earth, and we are in, if we travel to London, we're in Grey London. We wouldn't travel to Red London, then come to New Zealand, and it's like this whole, like, there wouldn't be a New Zealand. Red New Zealand, yeah. No, I think it's just London. Yeah. Because I was like, I kind of wonder what, like, my house would look like in Red London. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but it yeah. wouldn't exist. Yeah, that's true. That's the quote, that's the answer. It wouldn't exist. Yeah. So there goes my idea. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. But I love the fact that there's layers of London. That's so cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Such a great concept. Well done, Victoria. Thank you. It's just such a unique idea. Mm. And how... Because the buildings change, right? Yeah. Like, the only thing that is the same is the the pub. The pub, yeah. The pub. So everything around it changes, yeah. Yes, it's definitely very different. Who's your favourite character? <sighs> I feel like they're all, like, the main ones are all so excellent in their own ways. I feel like I just really like all the characters, like, equally. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't love anybody, and mm-hmm. I don't really hate anybody apart from the Dane twins. Yeah, except for the baddies. Like, I don't really even hate Holland. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it's like, just, just everybody is a bit kind of like, I just like them all. Like, maybe if I had to choose, I'd probably choose Delilah. Yeah, yeah. Just because she's so fab and great. and She's so fab. She don't need no man. No, she doesn't. <laughs> click, click, click. <laughs> My favourite, like, line about, about her, I can't remember if she says it, or if it's, like, said about her, is that she'd rather die on an adventure than live standing still. Yes. It's so good. Yes. So good. Or she has a conversation with someone, and I can't remember who it was, because I've written it down, but I didn't actually say who she was having a conversation with, so that's not going to be great. But anyway, and she's like, I'm not going to die, she said, not till I've seen it. And the person says, seen what? Her smile widened. Everything. Everything. Ah, I love Lila. Yeah. She's great. I feel like that's either Alucard or Kel. Yeah, exactly, and I couldn't remember, so... I've never really been into pirates. What? Really? <laughs> I know, I know. Have you not like, seen Pirates, pirates of the are... Caribbean, Sophie? I have, I have. Uh, I could watch that movie every day. I, I like Captain jo- Jack Sparrow, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really do pirates, and if pirates are mentioned in, like, the blurb, I probably wouldn't read it, uh, really. What? But, but then, like, Lila is like this excellent pirate yes, and is. then Alucard's like excellent and they're my favourite pirates. Yeah, so he's the <laughs> yes. captain of the ship. The Black Spear? Yeah. Spire? Yeah. And he comes into the series in book two. Yes. He? Yes, because yeah. that's what Lila Which is a gathering of shadows. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing that happens in that book. No spoilers, don't worry. They, so I think... I can't remember if we start with Lila and she's on the pirate ship with Alucard and then they um, announce that they're like heading for London 
and they're like joining their element games and it's yes. like a international tournament yeah. international tournament so does that mean that it's wider than london it's wider than london but it doesn't necessarily mean it's the same thing because if in um country of light they explore outside of london yeah but then like but it's not like the same map is it well i don't know like because if you've got our world you've got a gray london and yeah the spreading of the world. I'm just like flat worlders will love. Maybe this. it's it is the same map. It's just not the same cities. Like London's are the only ones that are called London. Oh, so sure. maybe if you travel to New Zealand, it might not necessarily be called New Zealand, but it might be that same kind of island. Maybe. Maybe. I don't anyway, know. irrelevant. Victoria, answer us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Solve our questions. <laughs> if you came to New Zealand, we could ask you. What would New Zealand look like in Red London? Yeah. Well. In, in, in Red World. Red, uh, yeah, why is it called Red London? It's like the whole world. I don't know. Continue yeah. with what you're saying. <laughs> the Element Games, which are this tournament where magicians like spar using magic, and both Kel and Lila like go like undercover into the games. Eh? They like yeah. um, disguise yeah. themselves and both end up being in the tournament. Yeah. I love that it, it, it's not until about halfway through the third book that they find out they were both in there. <laughs> yeah, it takes a while, eh? Yeah, like, they didn't realise each other were in it, and it was great. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you were in it? <laughs> I, I was fought in you, it. what? <laughs> yeah, I think the reason I just, I like all the characters is just because of how they're written. They're written so well, eh? They're just written so well, and especially in A Country of Light, you get to see, like, all the secondary characters' backgrounds and stuff, and you learn so much more about them, and... Especially, like, the king and queen, you learn all about, like, their past history and why they act like that. And the queen's mysteriously cool power that she can, like, know exactly what's going on throughout the whole castle by, like, listening. I don't understand what else happening there, but it happened. And yeah, who is she? Look at her go. It's not like everything is told by yeah. Kel's point of view yeah. and that's all you know is what Kel sees of them. You learn them all, their loves and their hates and... That was very bad English. Their the yeah. likes and dislikes. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Their loves what and their hate. What they love hates. and what they hate and why they act like the certain way. Mm-hmm. And the really cute little guard that is just bad at guarding, but also really great at guarding. And <laughs> That's right. I forgot about him. <laughs> and he's just like some, like, in another book, you wouldn't think twice about the guard. No, but, like, you wouldn't. He's still one of my favorite characters, even though he's a, just, yeah. a, just a god. What's his name? Can you remember uh, his name? It's like Hastra or something like that. Hastra. Ah, uh, yeah. He's just so adorable. We Hastra doing anything he can to keep Kel safe. And no, like saying he can't go out the door and knowing that he that Kel can just beat him up. <laughs> like yeah. a second of magic. But he still <laughs> tries to help him. and Still takes his job seriously yeah, as yeah. a guard. Yeah. Yeah, the way she, like, writes those minor characters, eh? Just, like, the little things. Yeah. So good. Uh, when I picked up the three books to bring them off my shelf, so that I had them near me, so I mm-hmm. felt, you know, more bookish. I, like, opened the first page, and I was like, man, like, the first sentence is, like, my favourite beginning to, like, any book, other than In a Hole in the Ground, The Live the Hobbit. Other than that line, this is my favourite line, and it's so simple, and it's so easy, and it's, Cal wore a very peculiar coat, and then it has, like, this whole paragraph about Kel's coat. And it's wonderful. It's so good. It had neither one side, which would be conventional, nor two, which would be unexpected, but several, 
which was, of course, impossible. Ah, it's so good! <laughs> One of the bullet points I have on my list is just the coat. Girl's coat? The coat! In capital letters, with a lot of exclamation marks. Let's talk about the coat for a second. It's so cool. I want a coat that I could just take off, switch inside out, put it back on, and it would be a different coat. And just do it again and see how many coats I had. Yes. You would only ever need one coat. You know what would be so... It would be so useful in Wellington because, like, just suddenly it's, like, pouring down with rain and wind is flashing in your face and you just switch it around and you got your raincoat on. And like, I need a raincoat now. Let me just switch a room. But you don't want to wear your raincoat all the time because it's sunny, so you just swap it around and you got your, like, a little jacket. Oh, so genius. And I wouldn't have to walk home drenched all the time because I forgot my coat. Well, my raincoat, I took my actual coat, but I would only need one coat, so I wouldn't need to remember any others. It would save so much time and space and money and it would just be so convenient. But then, like Cal, I'm pretty sure, says, if you put something in the pockets of one coat and you forget to take them out while you're swapping coats, like, who knows when you'll see that again. Never leave your cell phone in a coat pocket, my friend. Especially if it's a switcheroo one. Imagine if you called it, though. Would you be able to hear it? And it's just, like, somewhere in the depths of your coat, but you can't find it. And you have to keep, like, swapping the coats around. <laughs> it's like every time you got, a, like, a call, you're just like, yep, that's my phone. I don't know where it is. It's probably 50 <laughs> coats down. We're going to be here a while. Might as well just let it ring. <laughs> Yeah, but other than that, it would be amazing. It would, it would. Like, being magic and having that coat, that is just, like, the dream. The the dream. Uh, among, uh, like, other dreams to do with Oh, magic. of course, yes. But that is one of them. Um. Okay, so I'm just flipping through the first mm-hmm. book, which I actually, look, just have a quick look, Sophie. I know this is pointless with podcast listens because this is, once again, audio, not visual. But look at these yep. spines and how not correct they are. Ooh. Do you know Why? Why? Because I haven't read these physical books before. <laughs> so I think I got out A Darker Shade of Magic and A Gathering of Shadows from the library. And then when I realized that I loved them and A Conjuring of Light came out, I bought A Conjuring of Light yep. because I needed to read that and own it. And then I bought the other two. But because I've only read them once, I haven't actually physically read the first two of my copies. So I really do need to reread them mostly so I can just crack them spines. Do they all match? They all match, except for... So I, I always try to do this, right? By matching books yep. in a series. And it stresses me out when I've got so many unmatched series and it's stressy as... <laughs> I will take some photos and we will share that on Instagram. But, so, my... These ones are the Titan book ones. So they are... I think Titan is a imprint of Tor because I think all Victoria Schwab's books are Tor books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not the it's not the covers that I love, but they are all matching. Except for the first two have like shiny spines. Yeah, and then the third one has like a matte spine. Oh, so that's the only difference, like the shiny and the matte on just the spines, though. How do I unshine a spine? <laughs> Rub it on the carpet or something? No, I don't know. Probably just. <laughs> It, it's just the coating, so you'll end up taking the paint off. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Just buy new books. No, I don't. Just buy new books. It's alright, because that's the only difference. So the first two are just slightly slightly shiny when the yeah. light hits them. Because I, the, I only have Conjuring of Light at the moment, and it's the one you have, the yeah. that one. And I just really like yeah. the other ones, the other copies, the really pretty copies. And They're really pretty. Like, if I get... 
the first two books and they're really pretty copies, then I kind of have to get the third one, but I've already got the third one and You do, yeah. Yeah. Maybe if they ever do um like the prettier covers in like a collector's edition or something, yeah. maybe I just like treat myself and have beautiful covers and not actually read them and destroy them and just have these ones to actually read. <laughs> Uh, books. I feel like they came out with a really cool collector's edition recently of the first one. That was like. You sure it wasn't something else? No, I feel like it was the first one. I feel like it was like almost like reversed out of the the nice covers, like it was black on. But I can't remember. I feel like it was like foiled and stuff. But I don't know if I if I remember and I find it, I'll put it in the show notes. (laughs) Okay. Great. Any other comments? Um, other than it's an amazing series and everybody should read it, and I need to reread it. Like maybe I'll just do that today instead of reading the other books that I yep, have to read. Yep. Yep. Um, I other than the thing that I mentioned in our cute couples episode, if you want to go back about um how I just prefer Kel and Lila as like friends rather than like oh, more yeah. than friends, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I just really like their relationship and also like. Almost all the characters' relationships, like Lila and Alucard, Alucard and Rye, Rye and Kel, Rye. like yeah. all those kind of things, and the development of like the relationship between Kel and the Queen and things like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of things about the characters that I really like, and they're just really yeah, well written, she- and their relationship are well, the relationships are well written. You just want to be friends <laughs> with them, but also not friends with them because you don't want to be killed and. There's a lot of mixed yeah, feelings. Yeah. I also, I feel like with magic books, like adult magic books, there's normally like a lot of fighting. Like other than Harry Potter, which you get like the little chapter at the end of each one where they're versing Voldemort mm-hmm. or like, like the, a, yeah. the last book, mm-hmm. which is probably all fighting. But this doesn't, this has a lot of fighting, but it's enough, not in like loads that I don't like it. Yes. Yeah, it's not too action Yeah, it's not like you have to read chapter after chapter after chapter of this one-going fight thing. Like mm, It's mm-hmm. like, you get a little chapter, then you have some fun, and then you have another little fighting chapter, yeah. and you have some fun, yeah. and then you have the whole freaking tournament. Yeah. and Yeah, and then you swap your coat around, and you go off, and you do yes. something else. And yeah. Yes, I just like it. I don't know why, but I like it. I think all the reasons we've listed are why you like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. So then the... um. Shades of Magic graphic novel series, yes. which is a recent endeavor by Victoria Schwab. I can't remember who the illustrator is, but they're graphic novels and they're based around... I will find yeah, you, you out. That. Um, they're based around the king, so King Maxim Marish, who is Rai's dad, and it's like a backstory of him. Artist is an Andrea Olimpieri? Oh, yeah. Olympiary, and the colorist is Enrica. That's a cool name. That is a cool Enrica name. Enrica Erin Angolini. Okay. God, why is all, what, all these Italian names? Yeah. <laughs> but we will put that in the show notes because I probably butchered their names. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so that's cool, and it's going to be cool seeing where that story goes yeah. following Maxim back in the day when he was a young prince rather than king of Red London. Yeah, because in the third book, they talk about him being the steel prince quite a lot, but mm-hmm. they don't really like go into it enough. Yeah, yeah. And it's it was kind of like a, Definitely why like, are you mentioning this? Yeah. And then you realise that that's coming out. And it's like, ah, yeah. I see what you did She there. just like kicked a door open a little bit and just left it there, walked yep. away, did something else. And now she's yep. like, hello, like, this is what we're doing. Welcome to this door. Like, hey, did you see what I wrote there? Yeah, did, you, did you catch that, readers? Did you get it? <laughs> this is what's happening now. 
So we're only like, how many are in there? Like four issues? Uh, four, I think. Four issues. And yeah. so we've read the bind up version. So the thing with graphic novels though, right? They just take so long to come out. <laughs> like it's a, it's a lot of patience. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. So and like, it is totally worth it because they're great. A very small thing. Yeah, it is very small. And I kind of forget how little detail in terms of words go into them because, you know, an A4 page is very limited with its space. Yeah. And everything you say has to be worth it. Like, your words count way more. Yeah. I don't know if I actually like the style, like the art style. I don't like the style. Okay, I'm glad you said that because, like, I felt a little bad saying it. (laughs) Yeah, I love how cautious you were and I was like... I don't actually really like... It's very style, dark yeah. and angly and... Yeah, it's very sharp, eh? Yeah, it's like, I, this isn't really what I imagined the world to be like. No. But I wonder, because, like, the only other kind of graphic novel or comic kind of bulk stuff I read was The Runaways last year. Mm-hmm. And I think I read about 10 bind-up issues. Um, but the illustrator changed oh. quite a lot during that time. Yeah, so even within one bind-up, so each, say there were, I think there were six issues in those um even within that one bind up of six the artist may have changed okay i'm pretty sure yeah so i That's don't know weird. like it's in for this one if it's going to be keeping the same artist for the whole time however maybe, long this maybe. one's for i do like how they have different covers for each of the thing because it took me a while to figure yeah. out why there was like wh- why are there like three extra covers when you have one on the front i don't get it and then i realized that there's yeah. like four different things in the middle yeah, yeah. but yeah I still don't like any, like, barely like any of them, but I couldn't do a better job, so go for it, and I will enjoy the story, and finally finish it and send it back to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the only other thing that I wanted to just briefly mention is, um, other than the couple of books that she's got coming out, so she's still working on that graphic novel, mm-hmm. um, and then Tunnel of Bones yep. comes out later this year, um, but then she's got a new series coming out called Threads of Power series. And that is a brand new trilogy, um, which will be set in the same world as Shades of Magic, Ooh. featuring like yeah. New, so it's got new lead characters, but the entire cast from Conjuring of Light apparently is going to be in it. And I think I read that on Goodreads, so unsure if that's like legit or if that's <laughs> people just want it, you know, so they're going to say but, it. <laughs> well, people, yeah, exactly. So, but you know, we can cross our fingers and get excited about that. I'm not quite sure. That was kind of most of the information I could find. However, I didn't dig very mm-hmm. far. So there may be more information about that out. But I'm excited already about that, which means I really need to reread Shades mm-hmm, Magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of want to yeah. reread it, even though I've only just finished like the last book. But I want to yeah. read the first one again so I can like live through it all. But I also have too many books. So, you know, that's not going to happen. Too many books. That's so many not going to happen. But it will at some point. At some point. How many Victoria V.E. Schwab books have you read? Do you love the Shades of Magic series as much as we do? Let us know by flicking us a tweet at Rants and Reviews or sending us a message on Instagram at Rants and Reviews Pod. Join us next episode as we continue making our way through the Harry Potter alphabet. Until then, happy reading.